Michelle Prince, founder and CEO of Performance Publishing Group, making a difference one story at a time. We'll be shining the light on successful founders, entrepreneurs, business owners, and leaders that are getting results and making a difference. We'll talk about how they built their businesses, are creating movements, and leveraging the power of authority in their own lives. Be sure to stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest. Let's get started. Hey, everybody, it's Michelle Prince, host of the Power of Authority Spotlight, where we shine the light on incredible business owners, entrepreneurs, leaders, founders, people that are doing incredible things with their businesses, but they're creating movements. They're making a bigger impact. And so we're bringing on guests to talk about how they're leveraging their own authority to, to help others out there. So before we jump in this, my guest today, you're going to, you're going to want to really grab a pen and paper and take some notes because he has some great information on how to help you really build your authority. But first, this episode is brought to you by Performance Publishing Group. Performance Publishing Group provides top quality, comprehensive book publishing services for soon to be authors. The Performance Publishing team has helped thousands of people realize their dream of becoming an author. And I know Tom, my guest here, knows firsthand the power of a book and why you want to have a book, um, as do I. So um, I do believe everybody should write their story and get it out there. But as a partner publisher, Performance Publishing Group can offer you more than just expert guidance. We want to make sure you get the book of your dreams and reap the rewards. To learn more, go to performancepublishinggroup.com. All right. Well, let me tell you about my friend and guest here, Tom Schwab. He's an entrepreneur, author, podcast interview marketing pioneer, and CEO, chief evangelist officer of Interview Valet, the most trusted partner in the industry and leader in podcast interview marketing. He believes the best things in life come from conversations. It's these powerful, sometimes awkward conversations that propel us from where we are personally and professionally to where we dream of being. As an entre- uh, as, I'm sorry, as an engineer, a Navy veteran, and nuclear propulsion, I don't know that I'm going to say that, propulsion, <laughs> Tom? Propulsion. Propulsion. Thank you, plant operator. <laughs> Easy for me to say. Um, Tom thinks differently. Tough-minded, skeptical, sometimes even <laughs> cantankerous, if I say that right. Yep. Okay, I love your bio. But always technically confident, always thinking what if is how the head of the nuclear Navy Navy described it. Wow, so impressive. As a small business owner and entrepreneur, he understands the unique challenges of business owners. This led him to be an early pioneer of using inbound marketing for e-commerce and targeted podcast interviews for marketing that connects. Tom is the author of two books, Podcast Guest Profits, Grow Your Business with a Targeted Interview Strategy called The Bible of Podcast Guesting and One Conversation Away, a manifesto for a rich life and a profitable business. Tom, welcome to the show. Michelle, I am thrilled to be here. (laughs) Well, you know, I don't typically butcher um, the bio leading into it. So, but thank you for helping me with that word because I had no, I don't know that I've ever come across it before. I was going to say, you probably not run into a bunch of people whose first job out of college was a nuclear propulsion officer running nuclear power plants, but it uh, it gave me a foundation for business, how to systematize things. And, um, you know, uh, there's a reason I wasn't there for 20 years uh, because I had that entrepreneurial spirit. So it's been a great journey. And so, there's a- Yeah, but what a great way to start. And, you know, taking the foundation of being in the Navy and then and growing it from there. 
walk us through, I love asking the backstory. So we're going to talk about your business. Interview Valet is very, very successful and you can help so many people with your business. But what's the backstory and how did you get from getting out of the Navy to where you are today with Interview Valet? Uh, it's all about conversations and relationships, mm -hmm. right? Uh, relationships to me, the ultimate currency. And some of the conversations I had early in life were wrong, right? Mm -hmm. So early on, I grew up in a middle-class family and they told me, get a, a solid job, right? When I left the Navy, my dad told me was I was a fool, right? Oh. Because I had done everything I wanted to, but I, you know, my, my hat goes off to families, right? People would say, thank you for your service. No, it was harder on the families that I left behind. So I went from one solid or one steady job to another steady job in corporate America, working for a Fortune 500 company. And Michelle, it was killing me. Mm. Um, I wanted to go out into sales and I took a straight commission job. And I remember my dad telling me I was a dang fool or something like that. <laughs> right. He's like, you can't do this because you're you're married. You've got a family. You've got a mortgage. You've got kids. And it's like, I believe that I could do it and I had to do it. So there was that entrepreneurial spirit burning in me. And uh, I've come to realize that true job security is not serving one employer, mm. but it's serving, you know, hundreds or thousands of different customers that can pay you. And, mm. you know, there's a lot of problems in the world today, but there was no better time to be alive, right? Mm. With the free tools that we have here, you can connect with people around the world. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's funny you say that about, you know, taking a, a all 100% commission sales job. I did the exact same thing when I was 22 or three years old. Um, I was, that's actually when I was working for Zig Ziglar and it was commission-based. I was in sales for him. And yeah, I had a lot of people like, are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? You learn really quick what you're capable of. And when you have to make something happen, you will. I mean, that's kind of always been my my motto, at least. A crazy is fun. It right? is. Yes. You, you go out there, you test new things. I, I always like being at the front of the line, at the yeah. front of what people are doing, not, you know, the, the last person to do it. Um, that's not interesting to me. So talk about being in front of the line. So when you started Interview Valet, and I know that you and I briefly met during that period, or at least over the phone, that, you know, podcasting had already begun, obviously, but it really hadn't exploded, I don't think, at that point, the way it has now. Now everybody's listening to podcasts, everybody's starting shows, guesting. How did you have that foresight to get into podcasting before it was as big as it is now. Well, I would look at everything is an evolution, not a revolution, right? Mm. So going back a little bit further than that, back in 2008, um, we had a sideline business that I was looking to take national. And I'd read a book by two smart guys out of um, MIT, Brian Halligan and Darmesh Saw, went on to form HubSpot. And I can remember reading the book, calling into them and saying, hey, has anybody ever tried this for e-commerce? And they said, no, but it should work. And I thought, yeah, let's give it a try. And so we became HubSpot's first e-commerce case study. Wow. And really built that business up from a regional player to a national leader, sold that off in about 2014. And I started to think that we could use podcast interviews almost like we used to use guest blogs. 
right? Mm -hmm. Just get that know, like, and trust. And for me, it was a whole lot easier because I are in Kinnear, right? Writing a blog is a homework assignment for me, whereas talking yes. is easy. So I started to, um, to test it about 2014. Mm -hmm. It worked really well. Um, and I thought, oh, maybe it's just a fluke. So I was in a mastermind group and a couple other people there. Uh, I said, why don't you give this a try? And it worked really well. And, you know, I had already built up and sold a business. I didn't know if I wanted to start another one, uh, but we, we, uh, we beta tested it and uh, it worked very, very well. Um, actually, it was one of our clients that named it and bought the domain for Interview Valet and gifted it to us while we were in beta. And wow. uh, yeah, in 2016, it was officially launched. And for that first three years, Michelle, I thought we're too early, right? Mm -hmm. I do my elevator pitch, mm -hmm. you know, and people mm -hmm. would stop and go, oh, that's great. What's a podcast? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then about 2019, it really took off. And in hindsight, that gave us the time to build the team, to build the structure, uh, yeah. to build it all. And we, we started out as a remote company. So when COVID hit, that was really, you know, we were set for that. Yes. Don't you love that? I, I, I'm the same. I started my business in 2009, but the publishing company in 2010 and same always has been remote. My team's actually all over the world. So when COVID hit, we didn't skip a beat, you know, but um, so one of the, one of the perks of, of remote working, right? Um, Very much so. We get the best people wherever they are, yeah. about half of, half of our team is military spouses. So we've got about 32 people in Europe and North America. So what exactly do you do for a client? I know you do lots of different things with Interview Valet and I'm, I'm familiar with part of it, but explain those types of services and how someone can benefit. So the biggest thing is I believe everybody's biggest problem today is obscurity, right? Mm. If you're listening to this, there's hundreds, thousands, maybe millions of people you could help. The only problem is they don't know you exist, right? right? And this idea of breaking through the noise, I think is laughable, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Facebook is, is selling us all bigger and bigger megaphones. Everybody's yelling, nobody's getting hurt. So that idea of conversations driving results, mm -hmm. and we do those conversations at scale. So people will come to us and say, you know, can you get me on a podcast interview? And I'm like, well, that's not the goal. The goal is to launch a book. The, law, the goal is to get ideal coaching clients. Right. Uh, the, the goal is to you know, build a consultancy. Maybe it's to launch your brand. Mm -hmm. And we do that through targeted podcast interviews. So we are a people-driven company, but we make decisions on data. Uh, I, I are engineer, uh, so it's very process-driven. When people come to us, we evaluate you know, what their goals are, what the target audiences are. We license lots of databases to find the right podcasts. Okay. And then going back to that inbound marketing perspective, we work with them on not just getting on the right podcasts, mm -hmm. but what do you do to move people from being a passive listener to an active visitor to an mm. engaged lead? Mm, yep. Love that. Yeah. So podcasting, when, when we work with authors, we are not a marketing company nor a podcast company or anything, but, but of course- we want to share with them, okay, here's, here's some things that we believe are going to help you to really launch this and build your authority, right? And the, and the whole point of even the show, my last book was called The Power of Authority, is to help people to see that 
when you have authority, people want to listen to what you have to say. And then that's when you make an impact in people's lives. So podcasting for me is one of those go-to, I think it's one of the best ways to market, not just a book, because it's never about a book. It's about your story and it's about the people that you're trying to help. So, but when you have this conversation, it's, it's no different the way I look at it, Tom, and correct me if I'm wrong. So I've always been a big um, believer in speaking and getting out there so that people can experience you and people can figure out really quick if they like you or not. Well, with a podcast, the same thing is happening. It's just, you know, audible and it's, it's remote, but I, I just think it's one of the best ways for people to decide pretty quickly if they know, like, and trust you is if they don't know, like, and trust you, then they're going to want to figure out, oh, you have a book or, oh, you have a course. Oh, let me check out your website or let me follow you on LinkedIn. So what are your thoughts around that? I, I, I would agree with you. And I would add to that when you're on somebody else's podcast, there's a transfer of authority. So I could start my own podcast and everybody that knows and loves Michelle Prince may see my podcast and have no idea who's Tom yeah. Schwab, never heard of him before. Mm -hmm. But if I'm on your podcast, if I'm on the Oprah show, it's if, if I remember the days when as seen on TV, yeah. that give you, gave you the authority. So I don't think it's a either or podcast guest or podcast host. I think being a guest is a great way to get new leads to get new exposure, mm -hmm. to get new backlinks, yes. really it's to go out and get new business development, right? Yes. When you have your own podcast, that's a great way to nurture your current leads, to nurture your current customers. And, you know, listen, everybody is different, right? Uh, some people are natural writers. Some mm -hmm. people are natural speakers. Some people would love to be on a physical stage. Other ones would dread it. Yeah. But I think today, that with technology that you can create in the way that's easiest for you mm. and then repurpose the way that's easiest for your clients, mm. right? So somebody could be reading the transcript or a blog about this. They see a social media post, yeah. um, you know, some 70% of podcasts now have video with them also. So it's really uh, an interesting medium, but I agree with you on today more than ever, we want to make it easy for people to either turn us up uh -huh. or turn us off, right? Yes. When, when people come and say, do you want more leads? No, I, I do not want more leads, <laughs> right? Because I can't take leads to a bank, right? Mm -hmm. I can't help people that are leads. I yeah. want more ideal customers. So just to have a bunch of cold leads come in, it doesn't help. But mm -hmm. if they've listened to me for 30 or 45 minutes, they've either turned me up or turned me off. They've self-selected. And so that's what the data shows is that um, people, when they come from a podcast or a podcast interview, tend to close faster at a higher level and have less churn, really, because it's, it's built on a relationship from the very beginning. You are absolutely right. In fact, even my, myself personally, I've had some clients come to me and of course, we always ask, well, how did you hear about us? And, and many times, oh, I heard you on this particular podcast and it's, it is that, that um, borrowed authority, if you will, like the bigger the show, the, the, the more, um, you know, <clears throat> potential authority. But one thing I think it's important to point out for those who want to be a guest, and I'm, I'm sure you help those that are um, just getting started in this. It's not about being on their show for the purpose of getting something back. It's, it's about what can you provide to those, that audience of value. 
And it's kind of like Zig's famous quote, you can have everything in life you want if you just help enough other people get what they want. So what does that host really want? What does that listener really want? And when you show up authentically sharing what you know, that's how this, I think it comes back to you more than it just being a mechanical thing. (laughs) Very much. And if you look at it as a transaction, it will not work. Podcast interviews are an awful place for an infomercial, but our mission at Interview Valet is to personally introduce inspiring thought leaders to millions of people they could serve for the betterment of all, right? So if people come and say, I I just want to do transactions, it won't work. Mm -hmm. We teach our clients and, you know, teach everyone through the book that your goal of being on a podcast interview is to make the host look like a genius for introducing you to their friends, right? Because if you do that, the host will promote you more than you ever could, right? If you come there to use and abuse and make it a sales presentation, let me share a little secret. (laughs) Those interviews get lost. The file gets corrupted and they never see the light of day. (laughs) We don't know what happened to it, but... (laughs) It it was a technical glitch. So sorry. So sorry. Oh my goodness. Well, you've probably, I know you've been on countless shows. You've heard countless shows. What's, give me some... uh, Give me an example or what's a great story of some one of your customers that you brought on and you helped them become a guest that how that really helped to build their authority and build their business or uh, their platform. I, I, there's so many different stories, but there's one that that uh, that I love because I think it shows the power of podcast guesting and podcast interview marketing. So Craig Cody uh, is a CPA from Long Island. He's okay. got more more personality than any accountant you've ever met. He's a retired New York City detective. So he came to us after um, the last recession almost wiped him out, right? Mm -hmm. And he's like, I want a different client in every state and I don't want two clients in the same industry. He wanted to totally diversify. Mm -hmm. Okay, so he gets out there and he starts talking. He mentions this book that he wrote that had never really done that well. But if you want a free copy of it, you know, he'll give you a copy of it. Well, about four months goes on and we start looking at the data and he's sending a whole lot of books to people that have DDS at the end of their name. He was on one dental podcast and it worked really, really well. And he's like, oh, I love dentists, right? They're they're professionals, they're recession proof, they got good cash flow. So it changed his entire business model for the next six months. All he went on was dental podcasts. He's got his own dental podcasts now around the business side of it. And 80% of his um, clients are dentists. Hmm. So he got invited to speak at different conferences. His book took off. He actually redid it a little bit so he could niche down on that market. But it just really shows you that that conversation that he had with people He Mm -hmm. got that feedback and they told him what they loved and what they loathed. And he just had to keep doubling down on that. And it opens up so many doors from that. And I also like it because we've worked with some really big companies Mm -hmm. that will show us their their cost of lead acquisition and cost of customer acquisition. But if I ever share that, they'll all show show me their lawyers. Yeah. Uh, Whereas (laughs) Craig's an accountant and he carried... uh, tracked everything to the penny. And at PodFest a couple of years ago, he said, 
they delivered a 600% return on investment at one year, 1200% at two years. And then he's like, well, and then he's got to do the accountant thing. This discounts, you know, future value of the relationship because those clients that he has, it's not a transaction. They're going to be with them for years and years. Wow. That is an awesome story. <laughs> I love it. So you were recently at um, pod. What, wait, what, what, what was the event that you were just at? Podcast just, podcast movement was the last one. The last one. And you made a big announcement. Do you want to talk about that or what the company is doing? I, I do. And we announced that we launched pod, or Interview Valet Espanol. And, you know, for eight years now, we've been doing Interview Valet and podcast interview marketing in English. But we've got team members from around the world and about four of them at the time, and we've hired three more, are bilingual. And they're like, why can't we help the Spanish speaking market? Because more and more we were getting yeah. requests from that. And if you look at the numbers, it depends who you look at. Spanish speaking markets three to five years behind the English market and podcasting right now, but it's growing and it's growing yeah. faster. And the truth is there's more people speaking Spanish than there are English. So we're excited about that, <laughs> that new division. Yeah, I think that is fantastic. We we've done a couple of books in Spanish and I always you know, there's such an opportunity there. They, especially, you know, they have, yeah, there's just such an opportunity there. So I love that you're doing that. And I think that's very unique and well, really, really cool. I think it's something we all can look at because I wrote my book um, and had somebody translate it into Spanish, right? Yeah, it yeah. it works. It opens it up there. Um, there's so many authors now that if you've done all the hard work yeah. to get your book out there, it doesn't take that much more to have somebody translate it and you can help so many more people on that. And yeah. I struggled with it for a while and said, uh, well, I don't know that we can do that because I don't speak Spanish fluently. Right. And somebody helped me with that. They said, well, how many languages do, do you think the CEO of McDonald's speaks? And I'm like, <laughs> uh, I don't know, maybe one or two. <laughs> Definitely not every country they're in. That's such a great analogy. Great point. So we're running out of time and I want to make sure. So what would you say, you have so much information and so much wisdom in this area, but what would your best advice be to somebody who recently, let's just use somebody who recently wrote a book. Their goal is to build a business or scale a business with this book. And they're, but they really have a passion. Like they have, you know, this, they're on a mission to make an impact in, in a particular industry or person's life and podcasting. They're like, well, maybe podcast. What would your advice be? to, to that person? Uh, first, I would say, thank you for writing the book, right? Mm. A lot of people talk about it. Very few people do it. Yeah. And then I would say, but you're not doing anybody any help by just writing the book. Mm. If you are the best kept secret and your book is the best kept secret, it might as well still be in your heart. Right? Oh, you, yes. You've got to go out there and promote it. And no publisher is going to promote your book for you or better than you do. You're the best spokesperson mm. out there. So be a spokesperson, um, get out there and it, get the exposure. And that used to be going around from Barnes and Noble to Barnes and Noble <laughs> doing a book tour. Uh, nobody goes there anymore, right? So go where the people are. And yeah. today it's never been easy, uh, easier as, you know, as a podcast guest and, you know, you can do it from your home. I think we're all comfortable with Zoom now after a couple yeah. of years. Uh, so it's just a conversation. And take the pressure off yourself too, that yeah. you're the expert in your book, in your opinions, and share that with people. 
And, you know, they're either going to love you or, or not. And that's fine. Yeah. Put out the world to the world there um, what uh, what, you know, because what's ordinary to you is amazing to others. And mm. uh, uh, keep promoting that book. Keep talking about that book just because you wrote it six months ago or two years ago. It still could help somebody. And it's new to them. Awesome advice. And speaking of books, what is one of your most favorite books you've read in the last year or two? Uh, one of the, it would have to be Play Bigger uh, mm. by how pirates, dreamers, and innovators create and dominate markets. Oh. Um, the, uh, the, the host of it, or the author, has a um, podcast called Follow Your Different. And I think it's more fun to follow your different, to start your own category, um, be a category of one out there. Oh, I love that. I'm going to check out that book. I hadn't heard of it, but I will be downloading it after the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, Tom, you are so awesome. And thank you so, so, so much for being on the show. I, I, I definitely could keep talking and pull, you know, I, I want to jump from the, the, the um, rooftops to tell people like, don't underestimate the power of a podcast. Cause it's not about the podcast. That's just the technical part. It's the power of you your story, your essence, and, you know, sharing it with the world. So take advantage of it. How can they find you, Tom? Well, I was going to say, if any of this resonated with you, uh, I'll make it easy. I know 70% of podcasts are listened to sped up. You're multitasking. You're doing a lot of things. So <laughs> just go to interviewvaletwithav.com forward slash authority. And everything Michelle and I talks about will be there. Uh, there's a quick assessment, you know. 10 questions. Will podcast interview marketing work for you? Uh, we mentioned my book. I sell a lot of the books, but I give more of them away, right? If, if you want the book, just go there. I'd be happy to send you a physical copy. If you're outside the US, I'll send you a digital copy. And then finally, if you're like, wow, I could use this. Uh, you know, I've thought about this. Well, I'll put my calendar schedule and link there. We can have a discussion. No, you know, no commitments. Uh, nothing like that, but we'll talk about, will this work for you and, and show you what, uh, you know, our initial thoughts would be for a campaign there. So all of that will be back at interviewballet.com forward slash authority. Wow. What an opportunity. That's huge. Definitely take advantage of that. Those of you who are listening, consider this your nudge <laughs> to, to, to move forward with it and check out interviewballet.com. So, but thank you again, Tom, for being on the show. Thank you, Michelle. All right, everybody, that's it for today's show. Definitely check out interviewvalet.com forward slash authority. And I, I challenge you to think about what exactly would you say on a podcast that could help build your authority and make an impact in other people's lives. We'll see you next time. Thanks so much for listening to the Power of Authority Spotlight. If you are a successful founder, entrepreneur, business owner, or leader that's getting results and making a difference, and you'd like to be on this program, please visit performancepublishinggroup.com forward slash podcast to apply. That's performancepublishinggroup.com forward slash podcast. Also, if you got something out of this interview, please share this episode. Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag, the power of authority spotlight. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content, so make sure you don't miss any episodes by subscribing. 
Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our websites, performancepublishinggroup.com or michelleprince.com. And follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.